For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The sport is just going to die if they don't break the designated hitter to the National League. We got fresh frozen <laughs> strawberry margaritas, and Terry's bringing us chips and salsa all night long. Nick's hips do not lie. Yeah, I got a MF wagon. Like, <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> the Washington Nationals are the world champions. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Half Street High Heat. You can find them wherever your podcasts are downloaded or sold. With me, as always, is Ray Knight. Uh, Johnny, I think this is going to be a great episode. I do. They're going to talk baseball, Johnny. And the baseball is the reason they talk and what they talk about. I think that's important to talk about baseball. And if you're a baseball podcast, you're going to end up talking lots of baseball. Well, that's awesome. Thank you very much, Johnny and Ray. Bob Carpenter with you here. And now, let's start the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Half Street High Heat. Thank you for joining us, as always. Oh, I just realized I didn't come up with a word for you guys this week. Damn it, I'm the worst. What the hell? This is my anniversary. I know. I know. It's a very special Half Street High Heat because today is literally February 11th, the anniversary of our very first recording. So. Um, we have some cool stuff for you guys on that a little bit later in the show. But, yeah, I suck. I'm the worst. Sorry, guys. I had one yeah, job. Worst. One job. And I sat here for 15 minutes waiting for Nick to be ready to record and still didn't do it. Listen, <laughs> I'm always the first one on the call, so I don't even care, like, what you guys say. I suppose that's technically true. Anyway, <laughs> I'm Amanda. You can follow me on Twitter at awhite7877. You can follow Nick and Ryan at DCNatCheck. And you can follow the show at Half Street High Heat. So other than my disappointing beginning to this, how are you guys doing? How's your week? I am officially an MLB owner supporter and sympathizer because I did my taxes uh, on Wednesday, <laughs> and I owed money for the first time in my life, so I know what it's oh. like to go above the luxury tax and pay a fine, and I'm not a fan, not a fan at all, no. so oh, honey. I see where the oh, owners honey. are coming from. Welcome, welcome to, I'm self-employed, so I just like have to gird my loins every year and wait for the, wait for my accountant to tell me the number, I don't, it's terrible, terrible feeling. Yeah, not fun, not fun, Bob. No. Nope. Not fun at all. How about you, Ryan? What's new? Yeah. That's all that's new <laughs> is yeah. All right. Good talk. Good talk. <laughs> so, I guess on that super interesting note, we can uh, go to our weekend review, which was crazy for the final week of the off season. It was a whole lot going on around baseball. Yeah, um, pitchers and catchers are starting to report. 
Um, pretty weird, considering that the Angels don't have any pitchers, they only have catchers, but no one seems to care about the pitchers and catchers reporting because this offseason does not quit. Um, the trade that would not happen finally happened after much delay because the Red Sox realized that trading your best player in your franchise is, you know, probably about last 60 years. Um, you're going to get a lot of backlash, and you're going to come up with some other issues trying to figure out, hey, maybe we shouldn't trade this guy. Um, well, that went away, and the Red Sox traded Mookie Betts and David Price to the Dodgers for Alex Verdugo, Jeter Downs, Connor Wong, and $46 million of David Price's contract. Twins got tired of dealing with the Red Sox trying to make up for their fact that uh, everyone hated what they originally did, so they worked separately with the Dodgers. The Dodgers got the prospect that the Red Sox did not want, allegedly, and Gratterall, a draft pick, and cash for Kenta Maeda. I really do not understand how the um, Dodgers traded for the second best player in baseball and still have seven top 100 prospects. Um, and then the Dodgers backed out of the Angels' Jock Peterson trade. But the drama does not stop. It was revealed in a bombshell report by the Wall Street Journal that in 2016, a intern, an intern um, presented a new project to the Astros GM about an electronic sign-stealing operation called Codebreaker. This was spread about the entire front office and enforced in late 2016. This is pretty interesting because the entire Astros front office denied knowing this happened. But yet, here we are. The system took the catcher's signs and decoded them and sent that information through intermediaries to a base runner who would relay them to the hitter. That was the beginning of it. And then it was confirmed in 2017 that Alex Cora and Carlos Beltran, who was the driving force behind the entire manner, worked with several Astros players to do the sign-stealing system that we all know of. The full report showed proof that the Astros did this for not only every single home game, but also away games throughout the entire 2017 season and World Series. The report also said that they did it throughout the entire 2018 season as well. The funniest part about this is uh, the Astros GM was not aware of the trash cans because he was focused on the code breaker scheme you know you're in trouble when you have so many uh, cheating allegations that you don't know what's going on in your own organization um, former manager aj hinch did an exclusive interview about the sign stealing scandal when asked if the team used buzzers in 2019 he did not answer the question which is pretty damning and also translate to a yes we use buzzers in 2019 this has so many layers to it it's unreal but the emails and reports show that Manfred knew about this the entire time, going back to 2015, when other teams were doing it, and they did not have rules to stop it until 2016. The full report also shows emails from other teams that were fully aware of what was going on by the Astros trying to get the Major League Baseball to stop. Former Blue Jays pitcher is filing a lawsuit against the Astros, saying they changed the course of his career. FanDuel, the massive online fantasy site, is preparing to launch a lawsuit against the Houston Astros and Major League Baseball as well. Others will follow suit. And in a desperate need of a distraction from all of the negative press that this game has not really had in a long time, Manfred leaked the proposed idea to expand the MLB playoffs to 14 games, making the wildcard game a best two of three. 
best records would get a bye, and then the division winner with the second best record chooses their opponent on live TV and so on. Trevor Bauer takes to Twitter calling out Manfred, calling him a joke. He's not wrong. Manfred's without a doubt the worst commissioner that Major League Baseball has had, and that is the drama leading up to pitchers and catchers reporting this week. Oof. That's Big a heavy. lot to unpack. Hot yeah, take, let's take it one by one. One by <laughs> one. Start, start from the top. Okay. Um, um, Mookie. Mookie. The Dodgers finally got their guy. Uh, tired of losing in the, the World Series in the first round. So if they lose this year and they don't make it Oh, it would be the funniest thing series. of all time. Yeah. yeah, it would be. It, it would be are they like the best team on paper? I to, ever, nine, or to, like, to not win. Yeah, yeah arguably. I would say I, I don't think they're better than the Yankees yet, um, but they're by far and away the best team in the National League, especially since they're over under win total the seasons, like 102.5, which is the highest in a long time. Um, so yeah, like no pressure at all, guys. You just traded for uh, one of the biggest stars in the game to join your already pretty sacked roster. Right. That's <laughs> a good point, Ryan. If uh, what year did the John Carlos Stanton trade happen? Like 2017? Is that, is that uh, it was 16 or 17. 17. So I mean, obviously you can't do this, but if that trade happened, like let's say a week before. Like take 2016, 2017, John Collar Stanton, add him to this 20, upcoming 2020 Yankees team, everyone would be losing their minds. And obviously he hasn't been healthy, but he's still like a monster of a man and like a damn good player. So, I mean, the Yankees could easily be the best team and the Dodgers could just be like chasing them. But, I mean, you can't really undersell what the Dodgers have done. I mean, I don't know how they fleece the league so badly because it was one thing to get Mookie Betts and David Price is good too. Like they're they, the Red Sox are acting like David Price is a throw in. He's not, he's still very good, especially after, um, didn't they, they lost what one or two? Oh, they lost Ryu and didn't they lose and someone then, else in the rotation? Maeda. Yeah. Um, um one Rich Hill, Rich Hill, Rich right? Hill, Rich Hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, David Price is going to slot right in very nicely. Um, so, but then they turn around and get Gratterol, Gratterol, whatever his yeah. name is, from the Twins, who, I mean, the fact that the Red Sox balked at him is just sh- goes to show, like, how subject they were to, like, public perception of the deal. Oh, like, 100%. they backed out of the trade because they, um, like, they thought that everyone thought that they were getting fleeced. I mean, they were because you're giving up the second best player in baseball, but still, and they backed out and got still a good prospect, but I think the first trade was better. It's funny because like they were like, Oh, we're concerned about his elbow. But like everyone knows that he's had surgeries in his past. And like, I just think it's funny that they kept saying that. And then Rosenthal, the Twins reporters, the Red Sox reporters were like, mm, it's more so about the backlash that they got that made the front office panic. Like, are are they surprised that they're they're getting backlash? Like, okay, you didn't even get any of the top prospects from the Dodgers. Like, what the hell are you even doing? Like, how, did, how did you get out of that deal without even a good prospect from the Dodgers? I don't know. The, Do- the Dodgers essentially, like, flipped Maeda for Gratterall and David Price. 
Like, yeah. if you think about it. Because the package, what they gave up for Mookie Betts was good for just Mookie Betts. And they got yeah. David Price with it. It's like, so yeah. funny. Well, I mean, yeah. it's not really. Just, like, the comparing of, like, the farm systems. Jeter Downs is, like, the Dodgers. He's still a, he's still a top 100 prospect in baseball. but Yeah, he was he was their number six prospect. And, like, he didn't really have a path to the majors. He was kind of blocked by a lot of people. And he's by far and away the Red Sox best prospect now. And I can't wait for when this guy's a franchise of the Red Sox. And the Red Sox fans have to love a guy who's named after Derek Jeter, who they hated his entire career. <laughs> like, my, 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 how that the turntables. That is awesome. <laughs> how the turntables. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Well, it was sure an interesting bit of drama, too, where days went by and they didn't finalize the trade. And I was thinking to myself, how hysterical would it be if it just doesn't happen? Like, if it all falls apart oh, after see, all the backlash and everything else. I really such... wanted it to not happen. Just I wanted it to. Value. Because it would have been so bad for the Red Sox because I, I guarantee, like one of them would not have reported just because like you just ruined the entire relationship that you had with them and like now you want them to come back. Oh man, that would have been good yeah. drama. It would have been good. It would have been good. Like it, it's such fuel for the MLBPA heading into the uh, CBA talks in what after twenty twenty one is when it expires. Yeah, I think. Like, it's such fuel for, like, all those players being stuck in limbo. Like, even, like, Jock Peterson and Ross Stripling thinking they're going to head, like, 40 miles south to Anaheim. And then all because the Red Sox, like, backed out. Now their livelihoods are up in the air, too. So that's kind of another trickle-down effect that people might not see right away, but will come to play uh, here in the next couple of years while the, the talks continue. I still think we're heading for a lockout. There's just too much to oh, be decided. Especially, I mean, look at the, I guess this is a nice transition to the next part, is, like, look at the Astros players. They are literally throwing everyone under the bus that isn't part of the team currently that they can. Whether they had, like, an instrumental part in participating it, setting it up, whatever it was, they are throwing everyone under the bus because they got immunity. Like, you don't think the MLB right. is going to want to rectify that during the new CBA? Because it's just a joke how Justin Verlander can go accept his Cy Young Award and make a joke about how technologically advanced the Astros are. And he's fine. Like, not that he was up at the plate, like, stealing signs, but he knew about it and didn't do anything about it. So it's just like... There's right, so joke much... about it is just so utterly disrespectful to I know. everybody who's so pissed like, about it. Like. Yeah, especially a week after, like, all the things came to light. I mean, yeah. ballsy That's move so there. I think the best but... part is – my headphone fell in my ear. Um, the <laughs> best part is, like, MLB <laughs> wanted to sweep this on the rug so hard, and they, like, forbid oh, yeah. to talk about it. And it just keeps getting worse. And ev- everyone's just talking about off the record. But my man's Alex Cora, who literally created this. Yes, whole I wanted system, to talk about this. Was like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna lose my job anyways. I'm taking them down with me. And was like, um, this is what they're gonna do. And like they're gonna cheat to the Nats and everything. And like, shout out to Alex Cora, because he's probably why the Nats just won the World Series. Yeah, so let's stop for just a second and make sure everybody knows about that that's listening. So there's a report tonight, I think it came out earlier today, that Alex Cora actually called Right, called the like people at the Nats and warned them about the whole situation before the World Series, which is crazy because he's 
supposedly one of the people who developed the entire program and were heavily involved in it while he was in Houston. And of course, has now lost his job because of it. But it's crazy to think that even you know before any of this became public, that he wanted to warn the NASA yeah. about what was going on. Because yeah, we got after the World Series, we got the reports that oh, like a bunch of people warned the Nats, but we didn't know who. But now, like it was Tony Sip, former Astros player, Alex Cora, former Astros coach, <laughs> it literally created the system, and it said like, a lot of Dodgers players. And you know other teams did because a lot of execs in that same report talked about how everyone knew they were doing this for four or five years. So, like, you know a lot of people came forward to the Nats, and it's just so funny that was Alex Cora. Like, this is a whole yeah, other level of snitching that I kind of respect. It, well, it's I'm wild. wondering how – yeah, it's wild, but how is are people going to react to knowing that Alex Cora did that? Because Mike Fires got absolutely roasted as if he did something terrible for going public with all of this. And, of course, I'm glad he did because, I, you know, if everybody in baseball knew about this for years and nothing ever happened, people will say you should keep that stuff in the clubhouse. Well, everybody knew and nobody did anything. It wasn't until well, the media got a hold of it that anything changed. So yeah. I wonder if they're going to keep that same energy for Alex Cora. They're not going to because at the time, no one knew how deep and extensive this was. At the time, everyone thought out, um, he was just snitching on it. Like, oh, like they steal signs. Everyone in baseball steals signs. Like you're breaking the code, man. And now it's just more and more and more information showing how extensive and how deep this was that no one's going to bat an eye Alex Cora doing this because a lot of people, even Astros fans now are starting to realize their entire run over the last four years is tainted, and like their entire franchise is crumbling. So he's going to be we, seen in a. Sorry, uh, okay. I was. I'm just asking. Are we sure Alex Cora was as involved as like, like we think he is? Because it definitely seems like one. The Astros threw him under the bus because, like AJ Hinch, he was a scapegoat, and. Oh. They... Uh. Did we lose? Did we lose? <laughs> well, to answer his question in his absence, <laughs> hello. I would say maybe maybe Cora wasn't as involved as we think he was or we originally thought he was. It sounds to me like the reports today are that Carlos Beltran was the, the real ringleader. He was the ringleader. Thing, and, and that he basically other players, and even Brian McCann is now coming out and saying, oh, I asked him to stop doing this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm sure you <laughs> cried all the way to the World Series about it. Yeah. But, you know, it's just interesting to hear how, I bet now that this is all so public that we're going to see more and more players for the team and former players for the team especially coming out and talking about it and how uncomfortable they were with it and how, you know, it was Beltron, it sounds like, who was the driving force. And I wonder maybe if Cora, knowing that he warned the Nats before anybody knew this was going on publicly, if uh, he wasn't less involved in it than he, we were all originally thinking. Um, yes, so that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> I'm torn about that because when, like, I think it was last week when the Wall Street Journal thing came out, it really seemed like Alex Cora was the scapegoat along with Hench and all the Barcelona people did the free Alex Cora movement. But then when the next half of the report came out, they had emails from Alex Cora that showed his involvement. So, like, I don't really know. Like, maybe he's not as guilty as Carlos Beltran was, but, like, I feel like he's oh, still pretty involved with it. Yeah, he's I definitely like still guilty. I from baseball. I, I am 
fully on the, I think, all the players, everybody who was involved in this, like, ban you really want to make this never happen again, ban them all from baseball. And you will not see this happen again. Nobody wants yeah. to put their career Baseball has at, at concerns about, like, like long keeping the sport alive. You really think they're going to do that? You know what? No, I don't think they're going to do that, but I think they should do it. You know what bothers me the most? And, I mean, it shouldn't because he already got fired. But A.J. Hinch coming out and repeatedly saying, you know, I knew it was going on, but I felt powerless to stop it. Like, are you kidding me? You're the manager. Say, no control. Wait, what does that say team? about the you're, control? You're the manager. The, the it was there. a player and an assistant coach by all reports. You couldn't stop that? Like, you deserve to be fired, regardless of the cheating, if you can't control a player and an assistant coach. Like, are you kidding? Well, here's my take on that, though, is obviously this code breaker crap was going on in the higher rungs of the front office. Yeah. I wonder if he started coaching there. He came in as the manager, and this was already happening, and this was already in place, and he didn't feel like he could do anything about it because they were winning. And if you go to the if you go to the front office and say, "Hey, I'm putting a stop to this," and all of a sudden you're not winning as much, that's you know the guy was in a second managing position. He probably thought, "If I screw this up, I might not get a third shot." Right. Not many people do. It's just funny now, like no. how many of these Astros people lied under oath, and now it's all coming oh, yeah. out that like, "Hey, you're guilty. As, you're guilty as hell." <laughs> yeah, I would just like to reiterate my previous statement of f those guys. I I am such a you guys know how I feel about the whole like steroid era and the cheating and all that like I, it makes me so furious that these guys have screwed up an entire era now of stats and you know the who made the playoffs and who like all of it it's just they cheated the whole damn time they had this whole elaborate system and like you said the entire run in the last few years for them is tainted and it's such. BS and it's so awful for the game of baseball and it just makes me so upset as a fan of the game. Like forget about which team you love, but just as a fan of the game, it's infuriating. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, it's going to be interesting to watch. Obviously, I'm not saying anything new, but it just feels so incomplete because nothing really changed. Nothing's going to come from this. No, because, they're all going to play this year with no penalties and no nothing, and right. all the players and, are going to get off scot-free. We have such an incompetent commissioner that anything short of a lockout, we won't see a change. And even then, we probably won't because, uh, I mean, they're going to want to obviously get baseball back, and a new regime change isn't going to speed that up, you know? So, I mean, we're pretty much logged in with Manfred for – the foreseeable future, which isn't good for baseball. It's he's literally taking baseball and moving it the opposite direction. Well, oh yeah, it's all this this gimmicky crap he wants to pull with baseball. Like, there's nothing wrong with baseball. You want eh, if you want to do one thing, let there's some things wrong. There's, there's some there's some things wrong, wrong. But he's he's tr like you said, he's trying to do all this gimmicky crap, and it's not really addressing any of the problems. No one cares about the length of the games. That's not what Nobody you need to address. Let if you want more watch action, their favorite team on their computers or their phones. Let people like, do that and leave yes. that for a year or two, and then see where Perfect we are. Perfect example. You think you need to change anything else? Per Let people yeah. post example. content. Yeah. Yes. And if you want more act, like if in start of 2018 or 2019, he he came out and said, "We're trying a new baseball. The ball is juiced. It's going to lead to more offense." No one would have right. had a problem. 
the only reason people have a problem now is because you try to hide it all season and then playoffs right. you switched it, it back. So obvious. And it was so, you know what? I'm so glad they did because that it, it game five of the Dodgers series, that's oh, a yeah. home run. <laughs> I thought it was a home run. The Dodgers were over but the wall. Probably I thought a, it was a home but run. But Howie probably would have hit that hit a home run in like the third inning whenever Bellinger made that catch at the wall. So maybe so, maybe so. But that that last one that would have been a walk off, and we wouldn't have seen the the, the tenth inning. Oh, for sure. I would have <laughs> cried. <laughs> I would have cried so much. I don't even want to think about it. Was there anything else in the weekend review we wanted to cover? The playoffs. What did we talk about the playoffs. The playoff proposed playoff format. Yeah, it sucks. It's stupid. The it's only thing oh, it, is not not that. It is great. I don't want half the teams in freaking baseball making the playoffs. That's ridiculous. Oh, do you have a do you have a problem with half the hockey teams making the playoffs? Half the baseball. Yes, teams? I don't like that half either. Half the basketball teams making the playoffs. Half the NFL. It should teams be making the harder to get into the well, playoffs. Let me, yes. Let me let me really this. Okay, so of the big four professional sports. MLB has the least amount of teams making the playoffs. Exactly. And also, it's the best on, thing about hold, their playoffs. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, okay, hold on. So they also have the least <laughs> amount of teams trying to win. They have also have seven straight years of attendance dropping. They also have the least amount of Watch World Series ever. Ratings are a little confusing right now because everything is down. But, like, people are only complaining for the sake of complaining. And baseball purists think the game is perfect. But it's not. And that's the problem with baseball. The entire front office of baseball is stuck in this world that this game is built on traditions. It used to be a tradition where you had eight pitch walks. It used to be a tradition where minorities were not allowed to play the game. It used to be a tradition where you didn't have lights and you couldn't play the games anytime during the day. When all of those things changed, everyone complained about it. And guess what? Every single one of those made the game better. You're going to have more teams competing to go into the playoffs because every team's going to want that increased attendance that they're going to get from being competitive, the playoff revenue, and the TV revenue. The only stupid thing about this is the whole picking the team to play thing. That's just a straight-up gimmick to like try to get more tev- uh, revenue and bigger contracts. But at the end of the day, this is probably Manfred's best suggestion he's ever had. Yeah, agree with pretty uh, much well, all of that. I agree. Except for the with part everything. about picking your opponent. Uh, That's yeah, so stupid. The, yeah, that that part's dumb. They need to make it like a typical, like a bi week format, and then the high seed plays the lowest remaining, the lowest remaining seed. Um, but like, look at last year for example, Ryan. The proposal is for seven teams for each league to make the playoffs. Is that right? Yeah, so yeah. it's if seven you, teams. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go uh, ahead. Finish. Well, I was just going to go a little more in depth on it. So it's seven teams. The best record from each league gets a bye, and then they basically seed it by the division winners and then four wildcard teams. And division winners pick who they want. So, like, they can pick rivals. They can pick the worst team. There is drama there, but that's pretty stupid. Yeah, I don't like the picking teams hard, but if you look at last year, right – you're adding in the AL, you're adding Cleveland and Boston to, I mean, Cleveland's in a huge market, but the Indians have always been competitive, at least in most recent years. And you would get Boston in the playoffs, which, I mean, that's going to drive up ratings because no matter who the Red Sox are, what team they're feeling, they're always going to be able, be, be capable of making a run. Then you look in the NL, I mean, it's not as great. You get the, the Mets. Oh, it's New um, York. Right. But then it's, like you said, New York and you get the, the Diamondbacks, who are like on a cup, 
like a couple of hot stretches down uh, in uh, towards the end of the season there. So, I mean, who knows what they could have done. So, I mean, I agree that you shouldn't be able to pick your teams, but I like the idea of expanding the playoffs. I agree. Like, is this perfect? No, like, no, there are not at all with it. And like, they're going to have to amend it going to a best two out of three for the wild card. Great idea. Cause one, you're getting more elimination games. People watch elimination games. Also baseball's built on series. And like, you probably have to shorten the regular season, which the players already want to begin with. And like, there's a lot that they would have to do to find a way to make this happen, but there is momentum. A lot of players, they call out Manfred for this, but apparently the like MLBPA is in favor of this. And like, there's a lot of people who are complaining about it, but like people just hate change. But then the day when you have more teams competing and you're like at the all-star game, I'm sorry, at like the deadline, you're like, you know, we're only like three games out from that fourth wildcard spot. Instead of selling our entire team, let's go try and get a couple good people. You have another team trying and another team competitive. You have more t- people paying attention, which is good for the sport and longevity of it. Is it as simple right, as just well, letting people post content? No, but it's still good. Yeah. Well, a couple of things. One is the idea that you dismiss everybody who disagrees with you about this as they just hate change is stupid. Look at that. No, it's Okay. Uh, it's My point actually, is you can have a different opinion about this without just hating change. <laughs> lots of changes that have come to baseball are good ones. Lots of them are not. And in this case, I don't think – I don't want to see 80 win and 82 win teams in the playoffs. And just getting more teams into the playoffs to me doesn't solve a lot of the problems. And well, I don't like – by weeks, and but, I don't like where they have to sit around. When you're one of the better teams and you have to sit around, that's not always a good thing for teams. Well, that, that, you know, that's, that's a point. Well. Is if if the playoffs are expanded, more teams like have a shot, then they're not going to sell. They're not going to give up like in July, August. They're going to buy at the deadline and push for a wild card spot because they have a chance. Like the Red Sox would have made a move at the deadline had they had. They were never going to catch the Yankees, but had there been a third or fourth wild card spot, yeah, they would have done it. They won the World Series the year before. Like it, it would look yeah. better on them to to try. So Maybe I mean, so, by adding still, adding more adding more wild card and, spots is going to drive up the number of wins for the like six, seven, eight seeds in each division or each league. Well, maybe, but they're still playing the better teams in the league. That doesn't in their leagues. It doesn't mean they're necessarily going to have gonna, more wins. What you're going to get is teams with fewer wins in the playoffs. And I don't, I don't know. I don't well, want to see on. mediocre teams in the playoffs, which is what you're so going to get you're, if you expand it. You're mediocre in the playoffs, right? If it expanded last year, you're adding a 93. Right, you're using team. one example. You don't okay, know I that's going to be I the can, case. Actually, I, I read an article, and there since 2003, there have been three teams below 500 that would have made the playoffs. Majority of the year, you're adding 85-plus win teams to playoffs every single year because there's teams like that that don't make it. Nine and seven football teams make the playoffs all the time. No yeah, one and I hate that about the NFL playoffs. No one cares about that. No one cares because NFL playoffs. You realize not everyone can win 100 games, care. right? I understand how the math works. I'm just saying just because you don't care doesn't mean no one cares. You're saying nobody at, cares about that in football. Lots of people don't like that about football. Look at look at the NFL care. ratings. Look at the NFL playoff ratings. People don't care. They don't care what the record is. They're watching that sport. Look at wow. baseball ratings. People aren't watching regardless. Baseball does not Again, have the same luxury. Again, as we've talked about this ad nauseum, there are lots of ways they could fix their ratings issues without resorting to 
an expansion. I don't like a three-game wild card series either. I know you said well, people watch Olympics. You're a baseball purist. You like how everything, like the way everything is now, and like a lot of that is what's killing the game. The game isn't attracting. I just don't think anyone. the game is dying. The game is making record revenues right now. I understand there are things that make viewership never been lower. That's the thing, though. That right, I understand, is... but you could fix that by things like making people, allowing people to watch their favorite teams in the places I'm where people are watching. Not disagreeing, but but that's it doesn't, it doesn't mean the, the system and how it is is perfect. Screwing with the game, the answer can okay, be but, like it's screwing with the peripheral stuff. It's making the game right. more competitive. And also, if you they have seven straight years of record low attendance as well as ratings going down, they're not going to make it that simple where you can just watch MLB TV for free right. because they're not going to get the money from that. They need to find the ways to get revenue but... because this is a pretty empty ten billion when you consider the fact that they play one hundred sixty two uh, games and it's the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Cubs that are driving in that ten point eight billion. They need to find a way right. to get the smaller markets to get money, and this is right now is their proposal. I understand, but what I'm saying is there are ways that you could fix the issues that you're describing without screwing around with the game itself. You want to get more people, you want more butts in the seats, make it so it's not so damn expensive to go to a game. You try to take a family to a game, it's hundreds of dollars. It didn't used to be that way. That's a big part of why they don't get people in the seats anymore. You want more people to watch the product, make it available to watch. You don't need to screw around with the game itself or screw around with the playoff format. You can fix these issues without changing the game itself. It's and a lot of people love the game the way the it game. is. That's the thing. It's changing the game. It's still three strikes. The game out, is played the same exactly. Yeah, the, the game's the gonna be way. played the same way. They're just adding more incentives, so half the team isn't tanking. So more well, people will go. I think go we're not going to agree on this. So well, no, we it's can like, leave well, it at I mean, Amanda, Amanda, you're right. It's just it's not it just because like the MLB TV thing and and the attendance thing like are valid points doesn't mean that the playoff format change or proposal is wrong or tampering with the game like that they both can be wrong, right but you can accomplish the things you're saying need to be accomplished without changing the playoff format that's what that's my point is so, that you don't have to make changes to the game itself to accomplish the things that need to be accomplished i think there are lots of ways well, you can the, do it you can flip that argument too you can you can achieve the things you want to achieve by expanding the playoff format without giving up TV it's not going to get more people anything like the that. Seats. It's not going to get more people about, the playoffs. I mean, maybe for the playoffs, more it'll get more people. The viewership season. gives money too. Look at look at teams for, uh, attendance more when teams, they're tanking I mean. versus when they're doing well. If you have more teams doing well, more fans are going to be there. Like look at the Indians when they're not doing well, they have trash attendance. And then the Diamondbacks, they had record attendance. When the Rockies finally started winning well. They had record attendance. The A's had to open up the big old thing in center field that's been blocked off for years because when they started winning 90 games, more people wanted to go, and they were seeing record stuff. And, like, yeah, you can always lower the ticket prices, but they're not going to do that because it's going to hurt the bottom line. Like, it's expensive to go to every single sport, but only baseball, is, having, yeah. only baseball is having these attendance problems. And so they're just like, there's no simple fix. Let's just try to get as many teams as competitive as possible and rake in on our playoff TV money because that's what's getting their big money right now. It's not regular season baseball. Regular season baseball is not really getting them that money that they want. 
Well, and that's what we could, this horse is probably dead already, but I would say part of the reason they have the attendance problems that other sports don't is because there are so many games, and it's so expensive. If it's so expensive to go to a football game, there's only 16 games a season, and only eight of them are at home. You can't pay hundreds of dollars to go to 80 games. You know, nobody can afford that. So it's just, I think that baseball is unique in that sense, but. Anyway, like I said, I don't think we're going to agree on this, but that's fine. Why don't we that's throw fine. this one out to the Makes listeners on the Twitter account and kind of t get people's take on how they feel about this proposal, whether they think it's kind of gimmicky and unnecessary or whether they think that this is a great idea and will make the support more competitive. Oh, I can, I can guarantee they're going to be against it. It's just human nature because human nature doesn't like change. Oh, some change. All right. Do we have any other topics we want? This was supposed to be a short recording. What happened? We had a good conversation. Yeah. It was a lot to talk about. That's why we're recording. <laughs> the people like I know. It. And we're incapable of short conversations, let's be honest. We're all like All right. Yeah. So, speaking of good conversations, Some more than others. Um, today is, of course, our one-year anniversary of our very first recording. <laughs> we picked a great time to start an app podcast. So, we are going to um, play for you guys next the... Uh, recording of when we actually got together, which was that a week or two weeks ago now? I think it was a week and a half ago, maybe. It's been 84 anyway. years. <laughs> it's been 84 years. Anyway, we got together in person and did our recording, so the audio is going to at your chilies. It's going to sound totally different than our recording right now, but we're going to play that for you guys and uh, hope you enjoy it. Later. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of Half Street High Heat. It is a very special episode. This is our anniversary episode. We picked a great year to start a Nationals podcast. And also, the first time we've done a live recording, so we're doing what we can with the audio. If it sounds bad, <laughs> apologies in advance, but um, hope you guys enjoy this one. How are you guys doing? We got the most high-end conference room the public library has to offer. Right next to the bathroom, so there's a little bit of toilet noise in the background. Don't worry about it. It's casual. It's casual. One year it's intimate. Back in the same room where we started this. Yeah, sort of. one, one year ago with our uh, little audition. Um, apparently, if you tell the library you're here for an HOA meeting and you're not, they get very, very mad about that. It's quite deceitful. Yeah, that was that was a quote we heard, and she like gave us old librarian attitude. Um, in the librarian business, uh, HOA meetings are apparently a pretty big deal. So yeah, she was pretty hurt that she didn't have the, an HOA meeting. So going don't down say here. we never did anything for you guys. I'm warning you now. Don't yeah. pretend to be having an HOA meeting at the library. It will not go well. At the public library. Yes. Where people do all types of things here. Right. Exactly. Apparently <laughs> saying uh, right. a different meme type. Right, exactly. They're show. allowed to look at porn on the library computers, but we can't pretend we're having an HOA meeting yeah. in the conference room. Yeah. I mean, if you do say you're going to have an HOA meeting, know what HOA stands for. <laughs> <laughs> that would help. She was like, what's HOA? And I just looked at her. I don't know. like, it's none of your business. And then she's like, what's your HOA stand for? I was like, you I said don't it's know. None of your business. And then she just gave me so much attitude. Well, you wonder why she gave you attitude after you told her. Well, the funny part is she came in during it. It's like, I'm really sorry. Um, I just had like a really bad morning. I'm a little grumpy. Oh, um, so at least she I don't apologized. mean to do that. Yeah, but she apologized too late, so I didn't care for it that point. <laughs> so no forgiveness. No forgiveness. Ryan's a one strike kind of guy. Yeah, exactly. Cross him once, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Happens to my grandpa. To it happened to my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs> oh, my God. So 
show he's never seen after the war. <laughs> Back in Nob. Oh, goodness gracious. So, um, we, uh, we're thinking that for this episode we could do a little bit of an origin story, maybe, since um, we all, I know you two grew up together, you've known each other forever, but we actually are meeting today for the first time in person, which seems crazy, because we've spent, I don't even know how many hours on the phone, it's a lot of hours. A lot of hours. A lot of hours. I can do the math, it's like about 47. But it's not, because there were all the times we recorded episodes That's and then we true. couldn't use them because the audio sucks. That's true. So there's all of that as well. As you can see, we're a year in and the audio is still a bit of a struggle. Yeah, so, so we yeah. have not improved on that whatsoever. If you're listening to this and you want to help out their audio, you can donate to my GoFundMe. Right. Um, and we can uh, set up a Patreon, Patreon, yeah, Patreon. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we hopefully we get more than three, <laughs> three contributors. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> so anyway, this is going to be a very informal episode. We don't really have like a bunch of Nats topics to talk about. We thought it would just be fun to get together and talk a little bit and, uh, you know, just celebrate our anniversary episode. So, um, yeah, it's cool to finally get to meet in person and hopefully recording it with all of us using one mic works. Yeah. Amanda is very short, so we found out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a true story. That's yeah. True. <laughs> Confirmed. Yeah, I felt very, very short yeah, when, yeah. when I met you guys. Nick is very handsome, and, like, I hadn't seen him in a while. I think it was probably 12 hours yeah. when we met yeah. this morning, so yeah. it was a really long time. I forgot about that. Handsome. Suave, brooding, just a couple of words just, to use. If you need things to describe him, yeah. you could use yeah. those yeah, words. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's and gonna give me a good one for gorgeous. my next, for my next uh, adjective for yeah. you guys. Ryan is single in six four, so that's all you need to <laughs> yeah, know. Exactly. Yeah. Pay attention, ladies. Yeah. I don't know how many ladies are listening to our podcast. But... One lovely lady, see. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That's Margaret. That's that's Margaret, my queen. <laughs> Finch. There you go. Finch. There's another Finch. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've, got We've got a few. We've got a few. Yeah. Sure. We've got a few. So, um, tell us, I think we talked on our very first episode a little bit about how we all sort of became NAS fans, mm -hmm. but I think it would be fun to, like, revisit that for the yeah. people who maybe weren't listening at the beginning. I hope they weren't listening at the beginning. It sucked. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> I, yeah. After the first episode, it was funny because, you know, we, it, I feel kind of like the podcast works because we're coming from totally different, like, we're different ages mm -hmm. and different kind of opinions about everything, and that's what makes it fun. Mm -hmm. But after the very first episode, we got off the phone, and I was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Oh, I tell people to listen to the pod. I tell them to start listening, like, eh, towards October. Yeah, yeah That's when exactly. we really hit our peak, once yeah. we, like, figure out what we're doing. It was yeah. the f first Sam Forte episode of when I that's like, a tell one. people, yeah, yeah, because yeah. mm -hmm. we started with Tom Slayer and Tom was a great guest, but the interview we didn't know what we were doing. That was our yeah. first one. Yeah, so, yeah, that's usually yeah, what we're I not professionals, people. as it turns out. Yes, we weren't. Yeah. Yes. we are we're, now. We're on the way there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we weren't professionals yet when we first started. Mm. So tell me, Ryan, want you go first? Tell mm. us your Nats fandom origin so, story. I'm actually not a Nats fan. I'm a Braves <laughs> fan. I don't know if you guys knew this. That's thematic, right? He's a race fan now. Is that what we've all yeah, decided yeah. on Twitter? Yeah, apparently all the trolling of race fans is enough for people. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I've like grown up in a sports family. I was a huge Derek Jeter and A-Rod fan when I was a kid. Oof. And then in wow. Little League, I was on the Yankees seven years in a row. Uh, so like when I was a kid, I was like, I'm going to play for the Yankees. Like that <laughs> made me a Yankees fan um, and video games. And then when the Nats came here, I just went to live games with my dad like early on. And then, yeah. Next thing I know, 
Yeah, here we are. Here we are. Yeah, I'm a Braves fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that part happened. It's just a jump. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Celebrating Nats win World Series a couple months later. Yeah. Braves yeah. fan. Yeah, rooting for Dancy Swanson. <laughs> I remember that when I came into one of the, you guys were already on the call. It was just a month or so ago you were recording, and I came in, and I was like, what's happening? Like, are we a Braves? You said, we're a Braves podcast now. Yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. what the hell? What are we talking about here? <laughs> no, but my story's similar. I mean, I wasn't on the Yankees seven years in a row, but in my mind, I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know I grew, A-Rod is my favorite player growing up. And I still love him like begrudgingly, but still, did I use that word right, Amanda? You did. Sweet. You did. Yay, nice. Nice advert. Uh, yes. Yeah. Come a long way to you. My three-year-old corrected some of the grammar at the grocery store the other day. It was so funny. They said uh, something about it. Was, you, know, uh, you did good. She's she one like, of those. You did those. well. I was like, yes. She's one of those. Yes. Mm. I've turned her into one of those. I was so proud. Uh, it's a proud mommy moment. Yeah, but, and the uh, origin story is essentially the same, but uh, just as far as, like, Nat check goes, like, uh, I was, I've known Ryan since high school, middle school even, um, but we went to separate uh, colleges and we kind of just like one day randomly decided, what if we started a Nats Twitter? And it started as a joke. It, it's like, it still is. <laughs> like legit started as a joke to like yeah. mess with our friends. We're like, yeah, we have a Nats Twitter now. And like all our friends like got in on it. And then, like, the weirdest thing happened. <laughs> it took off. Yeah, all, all of a sudden, we're being asked to do a podcast with someone we've never met. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and at that point, no one knew we were two different people, like, on the same account. So, I mean, Ryan does, even still, even more so now, like, the majority of the tweeting. So it's really his, but... Like at the time, everyone's like, "What? You're two different people." <laughs> like, my life is a lie. Yeah. yeah. So. And people just... still do that. We still get questions on Twitter all the time for people like, um, "Who's winning? Which of the cats?" And who's. Yeah. yeah. The the Finch tweet uh, where it's like Nat's Twitter is really two people running eighty seven different <laughs> accounts is pretty funny. Yeah, I found that one. <laughs> that, that was pretty yeah, funny. Because yeah, like, I have like seven on my phone as is. So. <laughs> no, I have just one. I don't know. I don't have time. That's the only social media I do. Twitter and, just, and you literally want to put your name behind that one. Yeah, I know. Yikes. It's an I guess it's a it's a not millennial thing. I have like my picture and my real name and stuff. <laughs> yeah, our names not even Nick and Ryan. We've just been lying about this the entire time. You know, who was it who keeps speculating that you guys are just one person changing your voice? I can verify now that I oh, in the room there that? are in fact two different people. Nick yeah. and Ryan are two different people. I have no idea. I, I, I forget that, somebody that said that. Is it Monty? Uh, my, yeah, it I think it might have been Monty. 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 Yeah. Who's still not invited to come on the podcast? Yeah, which is funny that I have met Monty before I met either. Oh, really? Because yeah. when we were down, my husband and I were down at um, what's the name of the place across the street from the stadium where we Doctor. were hanging out? City Field. No, it's not. <laughs> it, anyway, right before the World Series games, we were down there. Bullpen. The bullpen. That's the one. And we were hanging out down there, and Monty just showed up. Uh, Chick Fil A. Area, so. But right. anyway, and yeah. there's the podcast. There's the podcast. There Can you guys hear that? That's the toilet. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so yeah, I grew up, actually, um, my brother and I were both baseball fans. My brother's a year older than me, so we grew up watching the Orioles because we grew up in the D.C. area and there was no baseball here. So, you know, Cal Ripken and, you know, we used to go to Orioles games and um, we used to go to Frederick's Keys games sometimes before the Nats arrived, too. And uh, I don't know, I just, I've always been a D.C. sports fan, and I never really loved the Orioles, not the way I loved the D.C. team. So I kind of just fell away from baseball for a long time and, mm -hmm. and didn't really pay attention to it. I was a huge Redskins fan and um, Caps fan, and then when baseball came back to D.C., I was just all in. So Zimmerman, of course, was the only thing worth 
watching Nats for for uh, a long time. Willie so Mopena. Yeah, come on, come on. Well, I mean that's fun to are. say. Jamie but... Carroll, <laughs> Nick Johnson. Yeah, all those guys. Niger Morgan. That's, yeah, there's a lot of fun ones. Although I will say, I wish that baseball players now still have like the awesome nicknames. That they used to have. Oh, yeah. You, know, you don't see, like, Big Poppy anymore. If so, if someone came up and was like, my name is Big Poppy, you're like, You still get Big loser. Jackson in your Bartolo Cologne. Yeah. But I it mean, like, Shoeless Joe Jackson <laughs> and, like, you know, like, the crazy nicknames that yeah. they used to have. Baseball players always have that. Does anyone have a nickname, right? I mean, because, like, Mad Bum doesn't count. It's just, like, an abbreviation. Yeah, Mad Max, so. but that's not really Yeah. Did okay. you see somebody try to, who was it? Somebody tried to say Mad Max for her. Max Muncy. Max Muncy. Yeah, That's like, what the Dodgers do. I was like, excuse me. That's <laughs> <was> very offended. <laughs> respect. Have some respect for Mr. Scherzer. Oh, yeah. Because, like, the Players Weekend uh, jerseys, like, they could do nicknames, and everyone just, like, makes up their and own. And the nicknames are so stupid. Yeah, yeah they're, they're terrible. They don't have one. This whole bringer of brain thing that Josh Donaldson does is the worst. Oh, I love it. Oh, I'm such so a bad. huge fan of it. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> and I saw MLB getting on like, yeah. it's yeah, raining in Minnesota. Yeah. I was like, oh, God, stop. I wonder if he's going to take that guy's umbrella. Because that's how it all started is that some worker, like, left his umbrella in the dugout. And Donaldson hit a home run that saw it. So they, like, started running with him in the dugout. Uh, so I wonder I if he's going to take the, the that's umbrella That's where that him. started. Well, that's with, like, the Braves and stuff. We started doing that celebration. Hmm. I will say, if I had one nice thing to say about the Braves, I saw there was a Twitter thread about saying one nice Nice yeah, it was disgusting. <laughs> it was, although I have to say the um, the Tiger Woods memes. Tiger Woods memes were funny. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, they that was my nice funny. thing, I will say, about the Braves. They I enjoyed the funny. Tiger Woods memes. <laughs> and my meme usage has has, imp- has improved. I feel like I'm getting better at it. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're wearing off on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My son is very proud of me. He's, yeah. She... She doesn't get injected into my veins quite right yet. She's like, she's like, put it directly in my veins well, through the use of an IV bag. <laughs> Grammar is important. Wipe my hand down with the alcohol wipe and then give me the IV. Don't forget the iodine. Yeah. It's coming. Well, we're getting there. We're getting yeah. There. One small step at a time. Yeah. I mean, oh, and we won the World Series. No yes, video. we did win the World Series. Every once in a while, that still, like, catches me. I'm just, like, I'll be watching something or see something on Twitter. I'm like, holy crap. Yeah, we're they in really Super Bowl commercials now. Yeah. It's funny how Rendon's the one in the Super Bowl commercials. Oh. You'd think they would change that. But, yeah, when yeah. you see, or did you see the um, the trailer? Did that, you guys, if yeah. you're listening, if you haven't looked at it yet, find it online, the trailer for the new MLB game. Mm-hmm. A lot of good stuff. They got the dancing the, the dancing in, in the dugout. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, oh, uh, well. And that's, the Soto Shuffle. The time they're hearing this, it's going to be after the Super Bowl. So. Yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's good. I keep forgetting we're not going to release this till It's a couple weeks from now. So we're recording this. What day is it? It's the 25th. But yes. We're not going to record. We're not going to release this one until. Uh, November. Next yeah. It's actually on <laughs> November. Game 5 of the World Series actually today. Just happened. Oh, Game 5 of the World Series was brutal. <laughs> I was at that game, and it was not fun. <laughs> Yeah, every game you go to is not fun because I always lose when you go. That's not always true. Like no, it was true for all the World Series games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, so what else do you guys want to chat about? Any more just like recap things or thinking back? What are your thoughts about for the past year? Like what did you expect it to be like to be doing a podcast? And has it? Well, I expected world domination. Um, really <laughs> and happy. we got it. Yeah, so I mean we're just the great right podcast track. there is. Right we're on track, track with that. But like. What a year for our podcast. Yeah, right. They sucked. They're terrible. Mm-hmm. And then they like turned it around. Yeah, like one of the greatest players. comebacks. Not only did they win the World Series, which is awesome by itself if you yeah. start a podcast yeah. when they win the World Series, but the turnaround story. Like really one of the greatest turnarounds yeah, in the history of the game. A lot to talk about this year. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Even this off season's been dramatic as hell. 
So like we've always had stuff to talk mm-hmm. about, and like the last couple yeah. off seasons have been so bad. Yeah, yeah. I almost thought we wouldn't do it in the off season. Right, there wouldn't be much to talk about. One one reason our first episodes were so bad is because there was nothing to talk about. Yeah. Like it, we started in February, and it still took like six weeks for like Bryce Harper to sign. Yeah, yeah. Know, that was the big true. thing. Maybe yeah. Machado and Bryce Harper was yeah, the big topic. So, I mean, can you imagine if we had to start? like our off-season podcast in like September. <laughs> so thank God the Nats won the World Series. Yeah, Helped us yeah. out a lot. Gave us like another two months of content. Even, so thank you. <laughs> even this off-season, I thought we were going to talk about like Rendon every single episode, like give him updates and like three days later he signed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that was done early. Like, yeah. I didn't want to spend, like I felt the beginning, the beginning episodes, all we did was talk about Bryce Harper. Yeah. And we had our sad, the day, you know, the week yeah. he, he yeah. signed with the with I the fully expect that to happen with Rendon, but then he was like, no, I'm going to sign as quick as I can. I love that the, all of the conventional wisdom was that it was either going to be the Nats or it was going to be... The Rangers. The Texas, right, because that's the only one who wants to go home. And, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it was just it just goes to remind you that none of the media know what the hell they're talking about. Mm-hmm. They've got, and they have no more information than the rest of us. They're just talking out of their asses. So. Yeah. Public service announcement. Yeah. Well, since me, I know everything. Right, except for... I, I, I <laughs> My sources. We all say we're right. talking out of our yeah. asses yeah. all the time. You really do have a source. Mm-hmm. organization or a person inside the Braves organization. <laughs> yeah. Um, very, 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 very happy about that one. Very high up. High up in the Braves organization. Yeah. Very, very high up. Yeah. It's Freddie Initial, Freeman. Initial, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, initials are AA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, but, I mean, I didn't expect any of this. It's pretty cool. Yeah. No, yeah, it's been do. fun. I really enjoy all of it online, too, all of the interaction with the mm-hmm. listeners and everybody, you know, tweeting at us, and it's just fun. It's, it feels like the Nats community has grown a lot in the past year, yeah. right? which is cool. I mean, I quit my job and dropped out of school day my life <laughs> to this, so I'm pretty happy to uh, yeah. panning out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think, there might, be, I think yeah. there might be, I think you might have $20 worth of I gave up being a... Uh, it's like 25 <laughs> So if we split it three ways, we can be And the Chili's partnership, so we're good. Yeah. Change, yeah. Yeah. So we ain't going hungry no more. Yeah, and that's going to pay my way through journalism in med school. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. We're all professional journalists. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. All right, so um, we also thought it would be fun to do a favorite players segment on this one. Just And these are non-Nats, so we can't use nationals, which actually makes it kind of hard. Because it's it hard. does. Yeah. I don't like a lot of players yeah. who don't play for the Nats. I'm a homer, as we all know. Yeah. Do we want to start with favorite or least favorite? Let's do favorite. Favorite. Right. I don't really hate any players. Oh, I do. <laughs> all right. So favorites. Yeah. Non-Nats. I got Freddie Freeman. I like Freddie Freeman. That's your number one? I think he's my number one. Ooh. <laughs> I like he, He's a great player. He plays well. He seems like a super We're nice officially guy. a Braves podcast. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Two-thirds Braves. No, and I, uh, I the, at the video last year of him hearing the Nats Park do oh, Baby, Baby Shark, Shark for the first time was hysterical. Just the look on his face. If you haven't seen the video, you guys should go find it. It's, he's just looking around like so confused. He's like, what is that? <laughs> what the hell is going on here right now? He just got his hand on his face like, what are we doing? Anyway, I like Freeman. I always have. I wish he played for someone other than the Braves. I wish he played for us, but if not, be nice. anywhere not in our division would be good because he kills the Nats. That would be quite nice. Uh, number three for me, he was number one for a while, but after the recent stuff, I had to drop him a little bit. I love Justin Verlander still. Uh, I mean, he... Monty, don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> still love Justin Verlander. He's my favorite pitcher, not named Steven Strasburg. Um, still love him. He's married to Kate Upton. I mean, I love her. He's living his best life. Yeah, exactly. Just and plus, uh, like all the 
like accolades aside, just the fact that he was able to come back from the injury that everyone thought he was done and then like joins the Astros, goes on a tear, went, they win the World Series. I mean, despite the fact Astros. how they won, yeah, like he still, I mean, you have to be able to pitch well. Uh, oh, yeah, as, and the pitchers, of course, weren't the ones benefiting from right. the cheating. But I still have a, you know, he's always so vocal. They I cheated. find his, I know, I find his yeah, silence through pitchers, all of this yeah. really annoying. Yeah. Like it makes it's me, tough. it makes, it takes my respect for him down a bit that he, who usually has so much to say about how everything ought right. to be, is not saying anything. Right yeah, now. we usually, uh, we were talking earlier about like how we each sort of have, a, have a, an AL team, and Astros are mine 100%. And I mean, I, obviously, I'm a Nats fan, uh, allegedly. Um, but. <laughs> Like, just all this stuff, it's, like, it's almost, like, hitting me, so I can't imagine how it's actually hitting Astros fans yeah, or, like, diehards. Really yeah, so it's, like... We're going through the five stages of grief right Yeah, now. exactly. They're having a very hard the time. Denial. The denial yeah. is strong. Exactly, yes. so... Yeah. All right, who you got? Uh, my number three, I led the charge for this guy to be traded here, uh, especially because the Nats left field are so bad right now. <laughs> um, I got Christian Yelich. Love the guy with the Marlins. He looks so much like Pete Davidson. It's the funniest thing in the world, minus all the other stuff that Pete Davidson's got going mm-hmm. on. But uh, I love Christian Yelich. I really wish he's he was a funny that. guy. He's too. funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's funny on I Twitter. Like when he was dragging he's, people online. Uh, funny. He was like, yeah. "I'm trying Roxanne." Or I know. Whatever. <laughs> whatever Roxanne. That was hysterical. Yeah. yeah. And how could you not like Christian Yelich? Yes. Yeah. Love that dude. Yep, yep. Okay, I got uh, Bartolo Colon. We had an argument about whether he counts because he's supposed to be active. No, but he, he has not he announced not his count. retirement. He's a free He's agent. never going to play again. <laughs> well, anyway, I love Bartolo Colon. Which family of his do you like more? His- <laughs> uh, you know what? I think they both seem nice. I do. <laughs> yeah, obviously the guy's a total weirdo, but I just love – I really like pitchers. You know, Anibal Sanchez is the kind of guy, too, where mm-hmm. they're older, they're experienced veteran pitchers, and they just have a bunch of pitches, and they know how to pitch. It's not just fireballing anymore. They're not yeah. young and as strong as they were before, but just can continue to get guys out. You watch Kalani's mm. throwing like 88, but he could still get people out. It was He's never going to give up another earned run in his life. And, <laughs> like the scene, and one of my favorite videos in the history of baseball is the one where Cologne hits the home run. And oh, the yeah. announcer's literally like, oh my god, the impossible has happened. <laughs> Bartolo has done it. And the, when they were posting the videos, you were limited at that time on Twitter to 30-second videos. Mm. And you he ran so slowly around the bases that finish. you couldn't see yeah. him hit the home run and get around the bases to celebrate <laughs> in the same video. They had to post two videos. Anyway, oh, man. love it. Twitter. <laughs> uh, number two for me, just like playing baseball, I always like appreciated the catcher position, being a pitcher myself. I know what it's like to have a bad catcher, so I have like a fond appreciation of good catchers. Number two, Buster Posey, oh, uh, st- still doing it. I mean, it's crazy to think he was part of those like giant dynasty teams. It's been so long, but he's still doing it, even though the Giants suck now. Like he's never demanded a trade or anything like that. He's had his success, and he wants to finish his career there. I admire that, and he's also probably one of the greatest catchers of all time. So. I love Buster Posey. And plus, he has a great name. That Buster. is a good name. We're just talking about good, good baseball nicknames. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Um, my number two, I was going to put JT Realmuto, but I'm still heartbroken that the Nats didn't get him. You mean um, Braves? Oh, yeah. Even worse. Um, <laughs> Time flowers. I had a really – after the trade deadline came and gone, they traded for him. It was a very hard time for me. I had a lot of memes that awesome I had Chris. saved up. So I can't put him there. But I got Francisco Lindor. Mm-hmm. I, I love the Indians. <laughs> Um, he's probably the best shortstop of all time. Lonnie Chisholm. The same person listening is going to love this. Uh, no, but like, I really like Lindor. I like the Indians as well. 
great guy, great smile. I mean, he runs the bases with that beautiful smile. I mean, just how do you not get teary? Major League was a great movie. <laughs> never seen it, never heard of it. Um, I'm all about the Braves. But no, yeah, he's uh, I got him at two. I like it. All right, and I'm going with my final one is Noah Syndergaard, who is absolutely hilarious on Twitter, and I think he hates the Mets as much as anybody. It yeah. seems to me. I don't think I've ever. He seen leans it. into it, which is nice. Yeah, to Yeah, I love it. He drags the Mets in, on himself, which mm -hmm. is great. I like the self awareness of the fact that the team is a, is a joke. I know. And uh, yeah, he just always is into it on Twitter. Like when that video came out recently with the Mean Girls, where they took oh, the yeah, Astros yeah. cheating scandal, yeah. and then at the end they had Noah Syndergaard going, "Why so, not my hair?" And funny. he totally just got into it with everybody. Yeah. He just seems like he's got a great sense of humor. Yeah. And of course, when he's healthy, he can be a great pitcher. But he's, yeah, he struggled. Up until recently, you didn't really see players' personalities mm -hmm. at all. So it's yeah. nice to to see that. And some guys are boring as hell, and you can tell that other guys are a lot of yeah, fun. Like most it. guys on the Nats. Yeah. I was, I'll still say, I love the Nats, but they're one of the most boring teams. They don't have a lot of. They don't. It, like Soto is the, the exception, but yeah. I mean, there's. He a started lot. a Twitter. Right. Yes, he did. Mm -hmm. But you don't get guys interacting. Do a little sort of. But he's really the only one. No yeah. one else is like active yeah. or in, and Gerardo Parra, whether you loved or hated the Baby Shark thing, at least had some personality. Right. And yeah. Brought something. I'm to fine me. with the Baby Shark thing. I just don't bring it into 2020. Yeah. No. Retire it. Yeah. I think they're gonna have him throw out the first pitch, which I think would be That's fine. That's fine. Just let him. Day right. Day let everybody do one last Baby Shark at the stadium and That's celebrate fine. with him, and then let that die. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Definitely not let it die. Those of us with toddlers get enough of that in our lives. We don't need more of that. Yeah, I don't need toddlers in my life either. Um, number one <laughs> Famous for, last words. Number Sorry one for me, I want the Nats to give everything to this man because uh, he's a free agent next year. Mookie Betts. I, mm. Like the reason to start, so like I said earlier, I grew up a Yankees fan, so I still have like a kind of a resting hatred for the Red Sox, which just goes to show how much I like Mookie Betts to put him number one. But that video of spring training where he's mic'd up, and then they're they're all talking to him, and a ball's hit to right field, and it's over his head. He goes, "I'm not going to get this one, fellas." Like that, it was so funny. I mean, and he has a good personality, and he's also like a, a world class bowler too, which yeah, is like, like what can he do? Yeah, and his name's uh, his name's not Mookie, but Mookie. Like it's yeah. <laughs> how can can you not like Mookie Betts? So I hope he's the new Nets right fielder come 2021. Just all right. saying. Love it. Would love it. Um, my number one, no surprise. Um, he's top ten player all time. Probably my top two favorite players all baseball. Andy Swanson. <laughs> Mike Trout. I would sell my entire body to the streets for the Nats to get Mike Trout. Speaking of rock. Uh, <laughs> he is an all time great. He's already top ten player. He is going to go down as the greatest baseball player of all time over Barry Bonds, the Beta Wall. But yeah, Mike Trout's been a boy. I mean, Trout has five for HGH. Bonds didn't. So <laughs> just <Yeah>. saying. Yeah, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear this again. <laughs> anyway, yeah, at least your point. All right, uh, least favorites. Least favorite. Uh, well, you guys don't didn't really have them, right? I got my I got mine. Um, so we said non nat players. We said non yes, non nat. So, so my, you can't pick Eaton. I, yeah, so I have more on the Nets than I do the rest of the league. <laughs> my number three is Estrubo Cabrera. He does, <laughs> does not play for the Nats. He's the what? worst player on the Nats. 
hate him. He's the worst. You trust Bartolo Colon. Yeah. He can take the um, Number two, Dansby Swanson. <laughs> oh, I thought we were going to alternate, but that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> no, I have just, to go. I'm just, I'm just getting this out of the way. I don't know if you guys saw, but I tweeted my new players. I'm going to hate for absolutely no reason whatsoever. I did see that. Dansby yes. Swanson was on Dansby there. Dansby Swanson's on there. He's trash. Asubo Cabrera. <laughs> loathe him. I'm retiring Michael A. Taylor. He didn't really do it to be hated. Still hate Adam Eaton. He's a douche. Um, but I'll lay off that one for a little bit. You know, he kind of helped with the World Series. And then <laughs> number one, Noah Syndergaard. <laughs> you just um, did that because I put him on my list. You're just contrary. No, like, I, I don't know. I, like, don't have any players I, like, actually hate. Like, I just enjoy it. I, I have one that I actually hate, so I guess it, it's not a full list. So Trevor Bauer was number one for the longest time, but he's sort of been, yeah, he, I like, I, I've warmed up to him a lot because he kind of just waited for this whole scandal to be uh, revealed to the world, and he's proved to be right. So I have a newfound respect for him. Um, a couple guys I, I definitely dislike, but the one I absolutely hate, I hated him even before the scandal broke, and that's Alex Bregman. Mm-hmm. He's such a pompous He's on my like, list. Too. He's such a dick. Yeah, like, he, he really is. I was I, like, wasn't gonna say it. I but can't like, even look at him sorry, like right out of his he face. Really, he really is. He picked number two because he's mad he wasn't the number one overall pick, and he feels like he was like slept Slighted. on, yeah. and like everyone did that. Like, wow, your life sucks. You're yeah, the like number chip two on, pick. Yeah, chip <laughs> on your shoulder, tight. Yeah. and like. And he's still doing it now. I'm getting scandal. Like, we're gonna get through this. Like, we're gonna get through it. Like, and like the whole World Series thing. Like, that's just who he is. He's a pompous like dick and, and all he this stuff. He seems like the worst jock that everyone hated in high school. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. That's how he comes off. He's just smug and arrogant. And then the carrying your bat to first base, like... God, I love Juan Soto. Can I just throw that out? Right, exactly. Like, afterwards, they asked him about it. He's like, yeah, that's not the way I was raised. That's not the way I was taught to play the game. While and, he's cheating. And, yeah, while, while he's cheating. And then Soto, when they asked Soto about it, he's like, yeah, I saw Bregman do it, and that I want to do fun. it. Yeah, it looked yeah. fun. Like, that's why I love Juan Soto. I hate Alex Bregman. I hated him before. I hate him now. Yeah, now even more. Like, the Nats need a third baseman, and I still wouldn't want Bregman on the team. <laughs> no. Nope. It's just, Who that's the one. Who else on your list? Uh, it was Trevor Bauer, and then there was one other one. I'm blanking. I, it was someone on the Dodgers. Hmm. I think it was on the Dodgers. I don't know. There's so many good ones on the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I did have another one, but now I'm blanking. All I right. Don't, I don't have one. Well, you can think about it while I do my yeah. I've got uh, Papelbon, who just, aside from the choking Bryce Harper who thing, retired? which is bad enough on its own. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? If you get to pick us your Cabrera, I can do that. Um, <laughs> he's active. <laughs> right, but he's on the Nats. We're supposed to have non-Nats. That was the... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Papelbon just, even before that, that happened with Harper, he just struck me as, I don't know, there's something about him that rubbed me wrong. He got away with it because he was so good, but then he started <laughs> to suck, but yeah. still had the same Exactly, attitude. he didn't, yeah. yeah, he didn't have to, like, it's like the, uh, yeah, I was going to make an inappropriate reference, but I'm going to just stop myself. <laughs> We're going to move on. Um, Alex Bregman was on my list. He's just, I don't know, already was insufferable, and now with all the cheating stuff, when you yeah. see he was being so smug and acting like he was, he was so good when knowing yeah. the whole time he's been cheating for years, it just makes it worse. I can't, I can't even look right at it. He makes me angry. And then Ryan Braun, I can't stand yeah, that's a good Ryan one. It is a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, he's just, again, he reminds me of Bregman a little bit with the attitude. Like, mm-hmm. the, he's just arrogant and smug. And then when he got busted for PEDs, it's going to be like, just shut up. Never, never act again. Like, you cheated. And, you know, you will never know. That's the thing about mm-hmm. the Astros. A lot of their fans say, well, they're really good anyway. Well, but you'll never know. Now mm-hmm. it's tainted. And right. I feel like Braun is tainted now with that. Having mm-hmm. we all know he cheated. It's tainted like that 
what was it, herpes sample or whatever it was? I'm sorry? What? <laughs> no, did, don't you remember? He, How did like, we get to herpes? What no, because happened? remember when he tested positive for, like, PEDs, he said he had herpes. In the, the, oh, yeah. I did yeah. not know that. That's a yeah. great story. Yeah, that's how we got out of it. It's saying, like, he had herpes. He was taking, like, medicine for it, and then that's oh. how the sample was I think was I'd tainted. rather have people think I cheated. You <laughs> <laughs> <He> have herpes. <laughs> No, no, I didn't cheat. I just had an incurable sexually transmitted. That's disease. got SDI. Like, yeah, no, no big deal. Yeah, well, those are mine. Those are mine. Did you think of your third? Yeah, my third. No real reason for it. Uh, just I don't like him. That's Joey Votto. I just yeah. don't really have a reason. Just random for it. dislike. Not, yeah, nothing. I think he's funny just because how much he hates fans. He'll right. Mess yeah, with them. yeah. I love that. Yeah, like I guess from that perspective, but it's just for some reason I just I never liked him. Don't know why. That. Don't know why. Yeah. All right. You don't have to have a reason. Yeah. You don't have to justify yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Get off me. <laughs> All right. So I guess that is just about it. We just wanted to kind of do an episode where we got to get together in person and and talk a little bit. So we really appreciate all of you guys who've listened through this whole first year. It's been way cooler and more fun than I could have imagined. And it's it's great to I always joke with my family and friends that nobody wants to listen to me talk about baseball as much as I want to talk about baseball. <laughs> like people's eyes will start to glaze over. Like my husband's a huge NAS fan, but he doesn't want to hear me talk about baseball mm-hmm. for Al. So anyway, it's awesome to have an outlet and be able to talk as much baseball as we want. And yeah. know if something cool happens, I'm like, oh I can't wait until we get to record and talk about this this week. I know. Perfect off-season. Really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally, like, I'm being excited for it so we can talk about all this yeah. stuff. I know. We have yeah, some good awesome. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to air after the episode. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. But, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess just appropriate to thank, like, uh, Monty starting up the writing team, NAS Report, uh, with all their the stuff they've got going on, and then, obviously, the one and only in our hearts, uh, Chili's, for partnering with us. It means a lot. I feel God in this room right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Church. We brought him with us from church. church. Yeah. Um, God in this yeah. But thank you for all of us for believing us. Or thank you for – what am I trying to say? I'm, like, completely blank. You're so emotional. Thank you, you to can't. all of you for believing in us. That's what I was trying to say. It means a lot, and we're going to have an even better 2020. There's a new breeze blowing off the banks of the Potomac. A new team is mowing down the ranks of their opponents. The Nationals are smashing balls so that the commentator who has the cause has passed the wall to see you later. Dawn, well, you can see they're running scared Cause the kinds of bombs we're launching are bursting in the air Tell the Library of Congress that they might not want to look Cause we're putting curly W's in everybody
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.